What's up, guys? You're tuned in to The Scoreboard with your host, Michael and Ryan Kay. Check them out every Tuesday right here on Anchor, the best part of your day via podcast. What's up, everybody? It is November 8th, 2021. You guys are listening to the scoreboard brought to you by Anchor. This is a place where two bros talk about sports, pop culture, and everything else in between. You guys could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us. And for that, we appreciate you. We're your hosts, the Heartbreak Kid, Michael Hill, and the RK, Ryan K. How you doing, my man? Doing all right, man. Doing all right. Just, uh, you know, just chilling. Freaking, uh, you know, we had, we had to take a week off the week before last, which is on me. So I had a concert, and then last week was our scheduled week off. Yeah. So, you know, but concert was fun. Got to hang out with my boy Anthony, hang out with my boy Jimmy Ryan. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Good show. Uh, since then, uh, you know, met up with some friends here and there. Just kind of been chilling out, you know. I like there, there were more notable things that I can discuss later, <laughs> you know. So. I like, I know I went to go see... Uh, I went to go see the My Hero Academia movie, which is fire. Yeah. Eight out of ten. Nice. I love it. I like you know. I don't know if you've seen the first two, uh, Heroes Rising and Two Heroes. Yeah. I like because Heroes Rising is the second one. Right. Like it's certainly better than that one. Right. But I don't think it's better than Two Heroes. Right. Right. Like you know, what I'm saying like Two Heroes was dope, but like this one was fire. I like you know. For any anime fans, I was a, I wanted to see the new One Piece movie yesterday. But I just didn't feel like it. Right. I didn't feel like paying for movie tickets. It was just like, I'll, I'll just wait for it to come out on DVD. Right. Just like I did with uh, One Piece Stampede. And right. it's only a two-day thing. So I'm like, yeah, I can't really flex that. Can't really flex that. So, like, if we have any anime fans here, like, you know, let your boys, like, you know how, you know, like, you know how, how it was. Let yep. us know how it was. Because I've been downloading some new anime 
finding some new anime sites. Got like getting in that grind, and I'm enjoying the grind of finding new animes to watch. So that shit, that shit is fun, man. They really ain't nothing like it. Like if you, if you in that, if you in that world, and that's kind of what you're, what you're banging on. Yeah, it really is fun. Like going out there finding new shows. Yeah, and hitting off on some shows and shit that ain't nobody really put you on, mm-hmm. or just finding some shit like it's, it's fucking cool. That's a good. That's a real good time. Yeah, I like it's a real good time. So we have an awesome show for you guys today. Like, remember, guys, next week, like, is our last show before we go out for uh, for, for Thanksgiving break. That's gonna be pretty cool. So then after that, I think we probably have like maybe two or three more shows before we go out for Christmas break. So right. you guys, are like, you know, keep a, keep a lookout for that. But we have an awesome show for you guys today. You guys got a lot of questions. So like, you know, we're going to answer those. So we got NFL, like, you know, football, you know, say coming up. And also we're going to put the uh, spotlight on the Golden State Warriors, surprisingly, because them motherfuckers are pretty good. And, you know, like, the motherfuckers are popping off on some shit. And I'm kind of glad to see it. But first, you know what I'm saying? So the Atlanta Braves, like, you know, won the World Series. Congratulations to you, Ryan. Congratulations to Cody Can. Congratulations to my friend Anthony. And anybody else to be, uh, like, you know, that's a Braves fan. I don't know too much about it, so I will give you the floor to jerk off. (laughs) So, um, all right. So... Genuine. Oh, go ahead. Oh, but before you start, right. I know when I met Anthony, he was like, "Yeah." I, he said he wasn't gonna. Uh, he was talking about the Braves, and I was just like, "Yeah, I didn't want to talk about it too much." I like, "Yeah," because I know Ryan's gonna jerk off on the show, like you know, what I'm saying Monday to us. So I like, you know, I just want to. I want to save that, like you know, for for him. <laughs> right. I uh, yeah, I stayed uh, like when Hill Hill came over to record the show. I I was chilling out. We we didn't say a damn word about it because it, it was all like I, there was like a tacit understanding. We would talk about it on air. Yeah. Um. So it's like we had we like it was like a it was like an understanding that we didn't have to speak. That's how right. you know like you and your co-host are like you know we're on cohesion. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, and plus we just been friends for so goddamn long. <laughs> um. So my thing is okay. So first and foremost. Before we get into the actual logistics of what happened and how it happened, I need to just talk about what it meant to me on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, one of the best moments of my life. Because I love baseball so fucking much. Mm-hmm. And this team has repeatedly kicked me in the fucking nuts <laughs> my entire life. And Atlanta sports in general is trash. The again, my I'm thankful that I don't have more of a connection with Atlanta as a sports city. Yeah. I'm very thankful like I'm not a Hawks fan. I don't pull for the fucking Falcons. And I'm grateful for that because and the I just have the Braves. Yeah. And Man, Atlanta, you know, they're they're that city that like blows leads. They're that city that comes up short. If you're they're a Georgia, that, Georgia fan too. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah, Georgia's that team too. Like not not I don't know how much they're that team this year. You know, they look like fucking world beaters compared to the rest of the damn field. But um Georgia's like that too. You're a thousand percent right. Um that's just what Atlanta as a sports city does. They come up short, they fail, they shit themselves. 
That's what they do. So, well, they don't rise to the occasion. Yeah, so yeah, however, whatever way you want to put that, that's what they do. They fuck up. That's what mm-hmm. they do. They fuck up and they come up short. I'm thankful that I'm not necessarily attached to some of the other parts of that narrative. However, the Braves contribute to that narrative just as much as anything. Did the Braves have that World Series? Absolutely. Absolutely, the Braves had that World Series in 95. But how many did they lose? You know, 91. They lost to the damn, you know, they lose the Twins. They lose the Blue Jays. They lose the Yankees. They lose the Yankees a fucking gin before the decade's out. Fucking. And then from that point onward, they are bounced out of the first round of the playoffs every year that they make the fucking playoffs until last season. This is a miserable fucking team to pull for. (laughs) They are just good enough to fucking kill you. Like, it's like, wow, they got the postseason. We got hope. And it's gone. Like, it just, without without fails. That's just how it was, you know? They are miserable. They are a miserable fucking team to pull <laughs> for. Atlanta is a miserable sports town, like I said. And the Braves have just as much to do with that as anything else. Like, you know, you can sit here and try to act like they don't. Well, they got their ship. Well, yeah, but fucking you lose how many World Serieses that you went to? Yeah. You're like one in like six or some shit. <laughs> it's not a good it's not a good rate. It's a bad win rate. It's not a good ratio. That's a bad that is a bad time. You needed to win more. You should have won more. You did not win more. And then you proceeded to fucking shit on yourselves for however many years in the playoffs. It's fucking awful. This is a bad team. And my first memory is of this team losing goddamn World Series to the Yankees. Those are my first baseball memories as a kid. (laughs) Like, you're just toddling around. Yeah, I remember fucking Andrew Jones hitting those home runs in 96. But I also remember us losing. My first real distinct memory is us losing in 99. That shit sucked dick. It was terrible. I was an eight-year-old kid. That was miserable being being a part of that. Watching my dad just be that sad. I hated that shit. And it was right after the fucking Vikings lose the 98 NFC Championship. So it's just transition from shitty loss to shitty loss. Just my dad and I just being depressed about sports together. Shit sucked dick. It was awful. You said 98? Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. 98 with the fucking Vikings and 99 with the fucking Braves. That's what I'm saying. That so, shit sucks, So, bro. also, 98 was the same year that uh, the Lakers got bounced off by the Yeah, that sucked, too. But Kobe Bryant shot 11 air balls. Yeah, that sucked, too. But, I mean, again, but the Lakers were the Lakers. Yeah. Like, you know. This was before we started winning titles. Though. Oh, yeah, but you could see it was coming, and the Lakers just were the damn Lakers. You yeah. know, Showtime and all that shit. Yeah, it's fine. But, so, like I said, man, this is a rough little, rough little patch for me as a kid. Clemson sucked, too. <laughs> like this is a bad time so I'm getting into sports and sports suck the Braves suck they don't win they don't win the things that matter <laughs> this is this is what I learned and I had to watch a decade plus of this shit us making bad fucking trades for players that would fucking be garbage hot garbage 
and fucking franchise players like Brian McCann. Brian McCann is one of the worst postseason players ever. He was awful for us. He was terrible. He's a career sub-200 postseason hitter. Fun fact. Brian McCann. This guy was the best catcher in baseball for a few years. And, you know, all-star game MVP. Again, you could just ballot him in as the all-star catcher, one of the all-star catchers for the NL. Yeah, because this is back when Yadier Molina hit like a dickless man fucked. Not well. <laughs> so, it's just it's ridiculous. So, you know, this team sucked ass. It's horrible. This team proceeds to, you know, the burden of a thousand ghosts, you know, like, like the, the burden of an entire city. This city just sucks. They suck at things. They don't win. And when they do have leads, they choke. You know, and again, this Braves team, not that fucking far removed from that sort of narrative. The year prior, they're in an NFC championship, or an NLCS, rather. They're in an NLCS against the Dodgers. They have a three-run lead. They they go full fucking Atlanta. Fucking choke it away. Now, granted, they only had two starting pitchers for that series. This is the dumbest shit i ever seen. Like... And people are like, y'all blew a 3-1 lead. Yeah, no shit. Who the fuck? Bryce Wilson? <laughs> Kyle Wright? Bullpen game? What do you mean? <laughs> like, of course they blew that lead. Are you fucking high? You have two pitchers. And two assholes. One of which gave up 11 runs in an inning. Mm. And Bryce Wilson overachieved. And then you cobble together a bullpen game and hope to God Freed and Anderson replicate their good starts they had at the beginning of the series. Are you high? Of course we blew that lead. Duh. <laughs> but still, it's still part of the fucking narrative. Still part of the narrative. Same old Braves. All the pundits. Same old Braves. They just choke. They can't get it done. And hell, I... I refused to get excited about it. I was like, nope. Kill, you got killed the narrative first. The team has to physically go out there and fucking kill the narrative. So, my big thing was I didn't get too up or down about much of it. You know, I got really fucking excited when we beat the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. It was amazing. You know, I was like, fuck yeah. That's a big thing off our backs. That team has been kicking our ass in the postseason for a decade. <laughs> Literally, our first postseason appearance after that little mini drought we went in where we didn't go to the playoffs for a while, the Dodgers beat us. I remember Tim Hudson pitched in that series. That's how long ago we're talking. <laughs> Tim Hudson. And he got smacked in his game that he pitched. Mm. It was bad. It was fucking bad, bro. Um, Mike Miner was the only pitcher that won a game in that series. That's how long ago we're talking about. He's young. <laughs> He's young as shit. And then again, you know, like I said, fucking... Then we have that series with Fultonevich. Fultonevich gets fucking, you know... I think we win one game in that series. Then, you know, we see him again. Fucking the 3-1 series. Then they come back on us. Because mm-hmm. they have a fucking stupid video game roster. That's <laughs> not a real roster. And our we had... Two starting pitchers and a bag of marbles <laughs> that we had. It's fucking ludicrous that we were even there. Um, so, 
you know, it is what it is. So we have all that, you know, on us. And we beat this team that won 100-plus games that has been shitting in our open mouths for forever. That in and of itself is nuts. And then we get to the World Series. Charlie Morton breaks his leg in the first fucking game. What? (laughs) What the fuck is happening? Comebacker off his leg. Dude strikes out Altuve on a broken leg. Mm -hmm. Gets three more outs. Gets two more outs to finish the inning. Then gets a fucking, like, third, like, comes back. Strikes out Altuve. Fractures his leg all the way through after striking out one of the best postseason hitters ever. Mm-hmm. We sit down. Luckily, we keep our lead, but it sucks because we're set up to fail because it's like, well, you got to have three pitchers, and well, now we have fucking two. Mm-hmm. What was I just talking about? Two pitchers. Enough in a fucking mm-hmm. series. Game two, we come out. Max Freed who had gotten shelled in his prior start against the Dodgers, get shelled again. Ian Anderson comes out, gives stabilizes, gives us a really good outing, five innings of no-hit baseball against that lineup. Yeah. We hit a dinger. We hit another dinger. Excellent. Come out, fucking bullpen game, win a bullpen game. Have another bullpen game. <laughs> Lose the second bullpen game. You know, we are up 3-1. Fucking lose the second bullpen game. But I'm going to tell you something. I, you've known me a while. You've heard me talk a lot. I'm as negative as anybody. Yep. I'm like, going to tell I, you. So, gonna, so, apparently our friend Cody Ken is too. But Well, hey, yeah. I'm going to tell you. I'm going I'm to I'm 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 tell you something. I'll, I think you're more negative than he is. Though. I'm going to tell you something, though. After, after we won that bullpen game. I said, fuck you, Braves and Six. And I was screaming that. I didn't put it on social media. Mm-hmm. But if I was talking to your ass, Braves and Six. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't fucking care. Because I was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of being negative. Fuck this. Braves and Six. And I was like, I'm manifesting. I'm being positive. Fuck this noise. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of being miserable. I'm tired of doubting. Braves and Six. Fuck it. And I, I, I ripped the band-aid. And I was like, I'm... I'm, di- I'm doing it. I'm fucking doing it. Mm-hmm. Positivity. We're all in on this bitch. Brazen Six. So, which, weirdly enough, my boy Zach had been calling from basically the get. Because he's a fucking sports prophet. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Um, so, you know, I'm sitting there. I just like the way a lot of it lined up. Fucking my boy Max Freed. He's had two bad starts in a row. Max Freed is fucking gas. Mm-hmm. I was like... Yeah, somebody's about to catch some shit. I was like, you know, y'all come out here and touch him once. That's neat. Dodgers got him last time. That's fucking cool. Ain't, you ain't going to keep touching him. Yeah. That dude is too talented and too much of a fucking psychopath. Yeah. Comes out, gets his fucking ankle stepped on. I think his ankle's broken. He goes out, nah, man, I'm just going to curl score. I'm just going to hurl six scoreless. Not a big deal. Jorge Soler hits a ball to the actual fucking moon in this game. Dansby hits a two-run home run. Fucking Freddie Freeman tacks on two more. Sack fly. Fucking home run to, like, left center. 
It's the stupidest shit I've ever seen. We're up seven nothing. Unbelievable. Happiest, one of the happiest moments of my life. Hmm. The narratives, the weird narratives, though. Again, we were talking about this earlier. Watching this team take all of those narratives and absolutely wipe their ass with them mm-hmm. was one of the most rewarding and incredible payoffs as a fan I have ever seen. It was like every old ghost that has haunted the Braves and Atlanta sports just didn't fucking matter to this team. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter to these players. They kept their leads. In the in terms of Brave stuff, personally, things that players that we traded for being horrible in the postseason. Players that were in our bullpen suddenly forgetting how to pitch. <laughs> like all these little things that just never like it never lined up for us. Yeah. Like guys having great years, having terrible years in the postseason in the bullpen or in again, Nick Markakis and Brian McCann are recent examples you can turn to. Good, really good regular season players, horrible postseason players for us. You know? Uh Josh Donaldson, we traded for Josh Donaldson. Donaldson had a nice little year for us. Absolutely was anemic as fuck in that postseason against the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just... We have this team. We retool this outfield. Every one of the motherfuckers contributed. Mm-hmm. The whole outfield. And again, that's another thing that's crazy. That you stop and you look at this team. This team fucking... It, we rebuilt this team at the fucking trade deadline. Yeah. Ronald Cunha fucking... His knee exploded. This team doesn't get rebuilt the way that it does without that. Yeah. We had to we traded for Soler, Rosario, Duval, and Jock Peterson because of all of that shit. Yeah. You know? Like and every one of them motherfuckers contributed at one point or another. Jock Peterson was a big integral part of the DS against the Brewers. Um he had a pretty big home run off Scherzer mm-hmm. to help us win that game against Max Scherzer. Fucking um you know, even though he, you know, he was pretty terrible in the World Series, like that didn't matter. Yeah, Eddie Rosario was the NLCS MVP, has hit as well as any postseason player the Braves has ever had ever. You know, so that was a big thing. Freaking uh, then then in the championship game, you have freaking Jorge Soler. Absolutely shit on the Astros. Mm-hmm. Hit that leadoff home run. Hit that home run to freaking go ahead home run. Then hit that three run bomb off of Garcia in game six. Like, all of those guys contributing. Like, that's fucking insane to me. Yeah. You know, and Duvall contributing here and there too. Like, you know, these are all guys we traded for, and every one of them contributed. And coming down the stretch, after a certain point in the season, we had like a 40-win. We were like the best team in baseball from a stretch. Like yeah. I can't remember if it was like September 1st or or like August, from August, whatever. We had the best record in baseball. Like, we were better than the Dodgers coming down the stretch. And, you know, but again, you think you can't hold that sort of thing up, but you get hot and you stay hot. Yeah. And you ride it out. This team was so fucking improbable. In every way, shape, and form. There's, in my lifetime, this is as top five 
of as improbable of a team winning a championship that I've ever seen. They're only the second team in MLB history to have a losing record at the All-Star break and win a World Series. Mm-hmm. The other one's the Cardinals, naturally, hmm. because that's some Cardinal shit to do, right? Fucking, um, you sit there, you have this team, they just, it's just unbelievable. Like, our bullpen was shitty. We had injuries in the starting rotation. Soroka never came back. Ian Anderson had to miss time because of his shoulder. Um, Freaking Freed missed a little bit of time here and there and wasn't sharp during the first half. We really didn't have good guys in our bullpen. We had to figure out some shit, you know, like with guys like Jesse Chavez and the like. Mentor, we had to, I think we demoted him and then called him back up. He's one of our best pitchers in postseason. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. Like, he was fucking incredible. Um, so, you have guys like that. Tyler Matzik. Tyler Matzik was our best postseason pitcher. Tyler Matzik was out of baseball a few years ago because he had the fucking yips. Hmm. What the fuck is this? <laughs> like, what? Like again, just the there's so many weird narrative things about this team that just genuinely and again, obviously I'm a fan and I'm going to jack off more to this World Series than I probably should. But even just objectively, there's a lot of fucking insane shit mm-hmm. that happened for this team and with this team and to this team to win this World Series. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's just fucking baffling that they did this. Like, this team was so improbable that they just... I, I don't know, man. Like, I could talk effusively about this for, like, <laughs> hours. Like, because it just... You have Charlie Morton breaking his fucking leg and it didn't matter. Like, because it's like, how many injuries is a team supposed to survive? Soroka, fucking Acuna. Like, freaking then, then Morton and... You know, throughout the course of the year, just all the little... And then that not even... This team was so injured that people forget that Ozuna went and, like, got himself suspended for smacking the shit out of his wife. Hmm. That's how fucked our team was that people... For, that's an anecdotal. <laughs> that, like, oh, yeah, Marzell Ozuna's a piece of shit. LOL, sorry. You know, like... that's It's just fucking baffling, you know? So... Just the stuff that this team managed to do and the way that they managed to do it and just the adversity. Because, again, I've seen some teams like, okay, you think about the that Cardinals team that won with 83 wins. They won a World Series with 83 wins. Was that was when Michael Walker was there? Uh... I can't know. That was, a, that, was, that was like one of their first of their like three that they won in recent memory. I think that was their first one. Um, Adam Wainwright actually got the last out in that game, I think. Um, 2006 or whatever fucking year that was. It's unbelievable. Like, oh, an 83-win no, no. an 83 team. It was the year before or the year after the White Sox won it with Canerco and them. I can't remember what year that was. Um, so, they won. That team won 83 games. Very improbable team. Um you know, and they had, they had another team come up from the wild card. But I've seen, like, that Nationals team. Like, they didn't win their division, but they got hot at the right time. Yeah. The difference between the Braves teams and this Braves team and those teams is the fact that the Braves team 
overcame so many more, like, injuries. Like, injuries were, like, a big reason why they were struggling. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, it's just really improbable and just wild. Like, I, I don't know, man. Again, this team's just really incredible to me. And, obviously, I'm a big Braves fan. You know, I cried like a fucking baby when they won it. Um, but just objectively, from a fucking logistics standpoint, this team winning the World Series is just fucking crazy. All those injuries, the bullpen stepping up the way that it did, Tyler Matzik just being unbelievable. Freaking the fact that they were able to get it done without quote unquote traditional starting pitchers kind of being in the mix because you know Morton got hurt yeah. the fact that they were able to leverage and lean on their bullpen as much as they did in that series and it not being wildly detrimental you know Max Freed bouncing back in that game six to close it out echoing the sentiments of another left handed pitcher that the Braves used to have closing out a game six against a team you know it's just beating an 100-win team on the way there, beating a team that was better than them in the DS. You know, it's just, it's just fucking unbelievable, man, really and truly. Like, honestly. Like, this Braves team, one of the most resilient groups of people I've ever seen in the history of, like, sports, maybe. Because, again, what other team kind of survives all that shit and then wins a championship? Not very many. You Philadelphia Eagles. That's what I'm saying, man. Like you just don't see, you don't see, but you don't see it much. Is what I'm saying. There's not a lot to compare it to, and it's notable and it's noteworthy. And I'll always just be really grateful for it because again, I didn't remember '95. I'm just really grateful I got to experience this, and it's one of the best best nights of my life, man. Watching us close that out, truly. Most definitely. Most definitely. Coming up next, we got some NFL football to talk, and we also got some uh your quote of the week. You guys keep a lock on the scoreboard on Anchor. I was sick and tired of having terrible dates. I've tried other dating websites before and could never find a match. Honestly, I was about to give up. Never in a million years did I think I'd ever find him. Well, with GiveUpAndSettle.com, that can all end today. Hands down the best dates I ever had. They sent me more matches than I could ever need. They showed me the way, and I finally found him. Here at GiveUpAndSettle.com, we believe there's someone in the world that is perfect for you, and we're here to help you get over the fact that you're never going to meet that person. We hate each other so much. I can't even look at him because I hate his face. We're not even gay. And we both are. With our highly advanced matchmaking system known as the Personality Aptitude Placement Enrollment Research by Algorithmic Groupings, also known as Papier Bog, we will find you a near-to-perfect match within seconds. I searched gamer and girl and got a 50% match. I hate snakes, but I did ask for a man that was charming. I was always into the shy and quiet type, and that's exactly what I got. I type in how smart, successful, good-looking I am on other dating sites and still never found a match. First try on GiveUpAndSettle.com. Perfect match. I typed in black girls as my preference, but I'm not gonna lie, I'm not the best speller. So I wasn't surprised when I showed up to my first date and saw nothing but a black grill. I'm not picky, I just asked for the hottest match they could find. Our love will continue to burn brighter than ever. 
Nothing wrong with Black Matt. She's still smoking. Ha! People used to tell me there should be violins playing for me at all times because I was such a sad person. That's why I went on to give up and settle and ask for someone cheerful, optimistic, violin-free. Almost a perfect match. I got a chair full of domestic violence for me. Close enough. We all know there's a lot of fish in the sea, but there's also a lot of people on land. You don't have to resort to fish yet. Just sign up to GiveUpAndSettle.com and find the settling soulmate you never even knew you wanted. We promise you, you will not regret it unless you do. It's completely free, money back guarantee. So what have you got to lose? Sign up, give it a try, you might get a virus. GiveUpAndSettle.com, we'll see you there. See for yourself and find your perfect match today. It's fast, it's fun, it's not a real site. GiveUpAndSettle.com So thank you guys again so much for watching. If you want to see last week's video, click the one on the left. If you want to see bloopers and behind the scenes, click the one on the right. And if you want to go to giveupandsettle.com, click the one on the bottom and find your perfect match today. Day, 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 day. Hey, Tyrone, what you doing in Philly? I thought you was in Cali. Man, I was. But then they said we was having an earthquake, so I had to relocate. But come to find out, the only thing was cracking and shaking was your wife ass cheeks when I was fucking along with that stuff. What's up guys? This is the scoreboard quote of the week, brought to you by nobody, because we're broke. This was supposed to be a segment dedicated to people that say amazing things, but as everybody knows, we'll focus on gems like this. I would, but uh, I know where that hand's been. And this. Studios, they make sure you ain't booty. Holy crap, I don't know who the hell we think we are. You couldn't stay off the weed. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So with that being said, here are my two favorite guys, HBK and the Arcade. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's our quote of the week. Uh, I'm gonna let you go first, Ryan, because this one right here is fucking ridiculous. Yep. I've been I've been sitting on this for a while. So. All right. All right. So my quote of the week goes to TJ Chambers. Um, he, on Twitter, he's at TJ Chambers LA. Is that like a basketball player or something? Um, no. Um, that sounds like a athlete. No, he, he's he does something in TV. I don't fucking know. But uh, dude tweeted out, "You're allowed to call anything country music's biggest night." Like literally, no one checks. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that shit. That shit was cracking me up. Man. <laughs> Yeah, because nobody doesn't. Yeah, well, and they say that about country music's everything. They're yeah. like, oh, it's the CMTs, country music biggest night. night. They, they do that about Every, everything. Everything that has to do with country music. It's like the country music bit. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. So, <laughs> my quote of the week like, goes to this girl's cousin. And like she uh, she quote tweet oh no, she quote uh status like you know what her cousin said. Apparently this dude was in Facebook jail, so 
He said, my cousin was in Facebook jail and this was his first post whenever he got out. So you guys got to uh, bear with me for a little bit. He said, he said, which one of you hating? No, which one of you hating ass, bad breath, no car, low rent, box TV, no cable, scratch DVD playing, house arrest, sink bathing, black and mild smoking, tuna pussy, dead bat, dead beat, country rats, plasma center going, sterling silver wearing, shit mark draws wearing, miserable track phone having, corner store fit wearing, no control with their kids, Reggie smoking, mama's couch sleeping, dish, dish washing liquid for bubbles, EBT card in rear view, nail biting, no license, Reebok classic wearing, dusty single cigarette, buying ass motherfuckers, or should I say bitches reported my shit. <laughs> that... That was a tirade. <laughs> All for Facebook. Damn. We out here, huh? Oh, my God. We out here. Oh, my God. God damn. People take social media a little too serious, my guy. Oh, my goodness. I, I, got, I got to say. Uh, you said... <laughs> well, I'm trying... When I... Because uh, there's like a certain part whenever I get to it, I'd be trying not to... Uh, Trying not to lose it. That that Reggie smoking was what got me. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and I don't smoke, but I know what Reggie is. Bullshit weed. Yep. Oh my goodness, man. Yep. Oh my goodness. So Yep. Uh so we got three primetime games. All right, we got uh Monday night was just concluded. We had Sunday night, but we're gonna get to the Thursday night game. I like you know which I watched in its entirety because yeah. of course I did because I'm a fucking Jets fan. And I'm a glutton for punishment. You know, so and I thought it was gonna be a good night until it wasn't. You know, when our fucking backup quarterback Mike White got hurt and yep. wasn't allowed to come back into the game, mm-hmm. and then you know what I'm saying I prepared for the worst, and that's whenever the floodgates opened, yeah, and like the Colts proceeded to run the ball down our fucking throats. You know, saying Tyler Johnson is a fucking beast, and I am a fan. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying, and, and like you know, Michael Pittman is going to be a stud in this league. Yeah, and Jonathan Taylor had a nice game. Yeah, that's what I meant. My bad. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Jonathan Taylor. I like in the Colts. I like you know saying their offensive line isn't at full strength, but it's still one of. Oh, uh, they still have one of the better offense, line. but better O lines and like you know in football. I like you know they just push that D line back. You know what I'm saying? This defense, I like, it's crazy, but with the Jets, while the offense is starting to ascend, the defense is starting to decrease. Maybe because they're injuries, because we lost Marcus yeah. May for the year. Marcus, basically, our two safeties are gone for the year. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Our corners are young as shit. You know what I'm saying? Ashton Davis, I mean, he's all right, but, you know, LaMarcus Joyner was a lot better. You know what I'm saying? Our, like, Jared Davis had just came back. It's just, oh, man. It's just, but. There's a silver lining, you know what I'm saying? I am proud of the way, uh, like, you know, they fought at the end. And I, uh, and I am, I am, no, I am pleasantly surprised of what a turnaround has been since Michael Ford's bitch ass was up in the booth where he should have been in the first place. But we got a rookie quarterback, and I guess he felt the need to be in his ear, I guess, whenever shit yeah. doesn't go right. But the Jets, the Jets hired John Beck who was Zach Wilson's quarterback coach to be on the staff. So Mike LaFleur will stay in the booth so uh, so John Beck can be in Zach Wilson's ear right. for, for the remainder of the season, which I think was a smart move by uh, by, uh, by them. You know what I'm saying? So I can't wait to see what our starting quarterback is going to look like 
like you know with the offense being called by LaFleur in the booth because you can see a whole lot more yeah uh, like you know on the perimeter because you're high up and you can see a lot more as opposed to you being on the sideline right so like I so like you know even though we did did get beat there was a lot of silver lining and like you know there's no moral victories in football but there's some shit that I could take away I'm excited I'm excited that the offense is kind of starting to click a little bit right you know what I'm saying? So that's something I can take away from that. Is there anything you want to add before we go to Sunday night? Um, No, I mean, I think that about covers it. I mean, you know, I was – even though you guys dealt with – you're dealing with injuries, you guys didn't play atrociously, and I think that there's some good stuff to take away if you're a Jets fan. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the Colts obviously should feel good about, you know – Getting a dub. On getting the a dub. So, you know, I think that about covers that. So uh, – Moving on to the Sunday night game, though, we had the Titans versus the Rams. That game was, okay, first and foremost, this week in the NFL was just fucking weird. We had a lot of teams losing to teams that they shouldn't have lost to. That's something. A lot of upsets. There were a lot of upsets, and there was just a lot of strange going ons Mm -hmm. in the league across the board. Uh, You know, my thing is looking at this game, and this game kind of was one of those games for me. Uh,. Because the Titans are very frenetic. Like, I just don't really ever know what they're going to look like week to week. You don't know what you're going to get. You really don't know. I mean, because they look like world beaters sometimes, and then other times they lose to the Jets. No offense. Mm. I mean, seriously, no offense. I mean, you know, Zach Wilson did some nice things in that game against them and exploited their crappy secondary. But at the same time, you know, like, their losses are very derpy, and, well, but they've beaten some. De- they've beaten a lot of the good, good teams, teams in the league. I like, and that's my thing. It has to do with the schedule as well, because you got to think there was like a three-week stretch, like uh, where they had to play Kansas City and Buffalo. Like, right. You know, two teams. Like you know, so you still have to give Kansas City their respect yeah. because you still have Patrick Mahomes, which still to me is probably the best quarterback in football. You know what I'm saying? Whenever everything's clicking. Then, you know what I'm saying? The Bills, which one of the best teams in football. Uh, they right. were the number one rated defense coming into that game. And right. Derrick Henry was just King Henry. Right. You know, he showed you why, like, he was King Henry in that game. Right. I, like, you know, I was telling people, I, like, if you think Christian McCaffrey is better than that man, no. Yeah. I, like, that, we should, that narrative should be put to bed. Right. So, but, my thing, though, looking at this is, okay, so Derrick Henry's out, and they're kind of running back by committee. Um, Their defense really stepped up in a big way. They picked off Stafford a couple times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the thing is, Matthew Stafford's a a very good quarterback, and he's been doing really well. But he had a game where he just was a little out of sorts, and the Titans took advantage of it. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was because of scheme or just because Stafford was off. Like, Mm -hmm. sometimes it happens. Um, I don't care how fucking good you are. You're not going to play great all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, so, I can't really say if it was necessarily like a, oh, the Titans schemed Stafford into playing bad or Stafford just played bad. I just think, though, like, you know, so they made some key and great plays on defense. Like that interception uh, by Kevin Byard. Yeah. Like, you know, to seal it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, they, they made Stafford... Stafford turned the ball over more in this game than I think he has any other game. Like, and even with a team like the Titans, that's not something you want to do with the Titans. No, no, absolutely not. You know, and with any team, but more so them. I like, you know, that team is battle tested. So, like, even though King Henry is not there, 
you know what I'm saying? I like the attitude and I like the mental makeup of this squad. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? To push through. Yeah. No, it doesn't mean it's going to equate the, uh, like, you know what I'm saying, wins. But unlike the Jets, this team isn't soft. <laughs> yeah. They're like they're not soft at all. So I like but really that was a good uh, that was a good win for them. Like it was really with the other storyline was uh, like the chirping between AJ Brown and Jalen Ramsey. Everybody know Jalen Ramsey's a dick. Yeah, yeah. The, like, again, I joke all the time about Jalen Ramsey's mouthpiece dangling off his face mask, and I'm like, is there any more? Is there an any? piece of equipment on a football field that is more useless than Jalen Ramsey's mouthpiece. Yeah. Because that motherfucker don't ever not be talking. Yeah. That's who he is. He's an asshole. And A.J. Brown thinks he's a, he's he's like, I'm a great young receiver in this league. Fuck you, bro. I'm a physical specimen. Fuck mm-hmm. you, bro. You know, so, yeah. You knew I was going to go that way. Mm-hmm. You know, so you knew that was going to be chippy from the jump, and oh, there like it was. Like, especially, you know saying, like, they were asking A.J. Brown about it. He was like, look, we won the game. I'm not too worried about it, but, you know, like, you're like if he wants smoke, I'm like, he has my number. He know where to find me. Exactly. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, again, that's just how that is. So, you know, good for, good for A.J. Brown for not really buying. Yeah, buying, too, in, buying into that. Yeah, buying too much into that shit. I'm going to tell you something that was real damn funny, though. Uh, a few weeks ago, the Rams played the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And I remember Jalen Ramsey lined up against one A.J. Green. And I remember he didn't he didn't talk a whole lot mm-hmm. to him, I remember. And I don't know if y'all remember this, but a few years ago, he was getting real mouthy with A.J. Green when he was with the Bengals and uh, fucking Ramsey was with the fucking Jaguars still. Yeah. And I'll never forget... Fucking AJ Green snatched his little ass up and fucked him up. Yep. And they were playing against each other a few weeks ago. Jalen Ramsey didn't say shit to him. And I'm like, yeah, I wonder why, because you got your ass snatched up. I like and you're not gonna say that to Nuke. I like that's that's He he respects Nuke too yeah. much to try to pull that shit with him. Like Jalen says all the time, he's like, Nuke's the toughest dude in the league to guard. He's yeah. like, I respect the hell out of him. So he's like, he's my favorite matchup because like I love trying to guard him. He's hard as shit to guard. Like I like Jalen Ramsey actually like really fucking yeah. respects him. So in a way that he don't respect the water receivers like, as he should. That guy is phenomenal. Exactly. So like I said, but no, nah, good for AJ Brown for not buying into that bullshit. Because that's that's the easiest way to get out of to get somebody out of their game. Yeah, exactly. Like like you let that dude get in your face and try to talk all that shit. Like nah, bro. And it also before we go to this uh, Monday night game, they did uh, they did acquire Von Miller. It's just like, bro, this team is like going all in. I like, yeah, for, 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 be. For, for their sake, I hope they get it done because if they don't, and whenever they got to break this shit down, they're about to be in hell. Oh yeah, they're gonna be having a bad time for a long, long time. time. So that they won't right. Fun fact for Ryan and for those, I'm pretty sure Ryan knows, but for those of you that don't know, the next time the Rams will get a, a first round pick will be 2024. Yeah, that's fucking crazy to think about. And it's 2021? Yep. So like in the next three years. They got to get some shit done. Yeah, they got to, this window now, I said while Aaron Donald's still in his prime, while you still got Matt Stafford, you got to get it done. Yeah. You guys are going all in. Like, you know, you gave up first round. It seems like after they wasted that first round pick on Jared Goff, they just like, fuck first round picks. Yeah. No we don't we, we don't want nothing to do with them. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> Which, again, is a decent school thought. If you actually make good trades 
and end up improving your team, and you're picking in the bottom end of the first round every year, who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. You're picking, to, say, over a four-year, this four-year stretch that they have, say they pick 32nd, they, say they won it all. If you win it all, then that automatically redeems everything. But let's just say you pick, like, 28th, 27th, 29th, and then 32nd, and you get it done on the last year. Those picks that that team got from you aren't really that fucking valuable. Yeah. Because that's an awkward place to be in a draft. I talk all the time. There's little windows of, like, when you're picking in the second round, there's a little – at the beginning of the second round is a great place to pick. Yeah. Picking at the end of the first round is terrible. Most definitely. Because you got a bunch of dudes that are borderline and you're not real certain on, whereas if you pick it in the beginning of the second round, those dudes are much more valuable because you've already had a pick. Let's say you gotta uh, like get diamonds in a rough, and like your scouting yeah. department has to be a one. Yeah, you and, have to like, be on it. And, like you have to get, uh, like, get guys that nobody was either either looking at like that, or like a lot of guys like like the Rob Gronkowski's as well. Like where the fuck did you get this guy? Yeah, you gotta, or you gotta, like the Vikings traded up and got Dalvin Cook at the beginning of yeah. the second round. You know, that's you. You got to do shit like that, right? Yeah, like, yeah, you got to be like, where the hell did this guy, or, or an Antonio Brown in the sixth round? Like, where the fuck did this guy come from? Right, exactly. So, I like going on into uh, Monday Night Football, which was that was actually a surprisingly good game at the end. Yeah. Um, Before we start, I like I would like to say a monologue to the Chicago Bears of how bad you guys fucking suck, and you guys don't deserve nice things like Justin Fields. And like you know, you're gonna see why. Like whenever we uh, when we uh, explain what happened in this game. So my big thing, we were watching this game. Like while we were we were recording some of our other like segments and stuff and chilling out. Um, but we were watching this fucking. All I know, I'm sitting here and I'm watching this dude get beat to fucking death. Their O line is terrible. I like Darnell Mooney, and Allen Robinson's pretty good, but they key in so hard on Allen Robinson that there ain't a whole lot he can do. Yeah. So, Darnell Mooney kind of has to be the guy. And Komet has to be the guy. It's tough, man. Their team is trash, specifically their O-line. Um, it's bad. I will say that in this game, if I was a Bears fan, I'd be fucking sick because you had 115 penalty yards, and a lot of them were not warranted. And they were not calling shit like Justin Fields got hit rough and late a couple times. And they weren't calling it. They weren't calling it. Like it is unbelievable. Like the like the penalty description is atrocious. Oh uh, yeah, the discrepancy was like bad. It was fucking bad. Like they had 115 penalty yards versus like I don't even remember what the fucking like Steelers 20, had. Like yeah, it was. It wasn't. Mu- it was like 50. Like it wasn't much. Comparatively speaking, especially, it was fucking bad. And when you factor in the fact that, like, they were just ignoring late hits on fields or, like, rough hits on him. Like, and there was also a helmet-to-helmet with, uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what would make a Fitzpatrick two fields, like, you know, with him running out the sideline. Yeah, it's bad, man. That's what I'm saying. There was a couple of just plays that were just bad. Um, Justin Fields persevered, though, and put them up that kid with, like, amazing. a minute... He's really talented. Like, fucking, you know, you got to throw a lot of the film out on him this year just because the Bears are so fucking bad. 
They, but, they, there was, they had no business being in this game in the no, first place. No, I mean, you know, obviously they got a fucking, like, fumble recovery for a touchdown and some stuff. They had some stuff go right for them just to put them in this game. But Justin Fields is a fucking gamer, dude. And, I, he, and I'm a Vikings he, fan. I hate to admit it. He's going to be really good for a while. Like, I he think. put him in position to win that game. The defense couldn't get a fucking stop. Right. I, absolutely. Absolutely. It was fucking embarrassing. So, you know, I'd, uh... You know, like I said, if I was a Bears fan, I'd be very frustrated with the way this game was officiated. But I'd also be very happy with the way that Justin Fields played in spite of your boo-boo, fart, dick, fuck team. That's just absolutely garbage. Uh, mid. I like Jimmy Graham. Mid. I like, dude, he had, they had a touchdown like you know that he should have caught. Yeah, I mean, he's just ass. Like, a lot of their team is ass. Then, then they de- then they decide to go to him again, and he does, like, he didn't even try to fight for position to get the dude off of him. It's just, ugh. Yeah, it's fucking bad. Like, as soon as he got, as soon as you get take Jimmy Graham away from Drew Brees, I like, you know, he's like a shell of himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just the second, the, and I mean, the second that happened, it was over. Um, fucking, um, yeah, he's fucking, like I said, fucking terrible. Uh, oh, like, also, like, you know, shout out to Justin Fields for even getting him in field goal range, uh, too. Yeah, then, like, within, like, 30 seconds, you know, like, yeah, it wasn't I a mean, whole lot it, of time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was a 65-yard field goal, but, like, that attempt at the end, and that's not really feasible. It's not feasible, but. And, and Santos was short by, like, fucking, like, 12 yards, yeah. but, like, still. Like, the fact that he even was on the table. Which, I'm going to be honest with you, I was sitting there, I was like, man, fuck it, I'd have went deep. I know Justin Fields could throw the ball in that end zone. Mm -hmm. So, fucking, uh, you know. I mean, at that point, you ain't got nothing else to lose. But I I guess I get it. Right. Uh, Also, Ben Roethlisberger continues to be fucking washed. Um, His arm is made of, like, limp pussy. After he got fucking Tommy John, like, his arm is just nothing. And, you know, like, you know, Ben was always known for having this huge arm that he could throw a football through a fucking concrete wall. Yeah. Now it's just, like, watching him over here getting rid of the ball quick and, like, not pushing the ball down the field. It's fucking, it's kind of sad, like, to watch. Yeah. Like, really. Like, just this dude that held on a hair too long and he's just not very good anymore. So, you know, but, again, on the other side of things, Justin Fields is really exciting and very fun to watch. And... In spite of his horrible team, and I think that you know, like I said, you got to throw out a lot of the film on him this year, just because his team is not putting him in positions to succeed. Yeah. But I think you can look at some of the cool things he did in this game, and you can the, take away so some so good that, that, shit. There's a lot of there's a lot of positives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, he made a fucking great throw, like a great deep throw to fucking uh, Goodwin. Yeah, to Goodwin for fucking, uh, you know. It was a really, really fucking good throw, and and like and that happens whenever you give a kid the time to throw. Yeah. Like any of the good passes that he had, like you know, in this game, which were probably like maybe like two or three. Yeah, like he had time to throw. Yeah, I mean he he threw he threw a really good ball to Graham on a bootleg. But there was another one where they had a bullshit call, like you know, yeah. the offensive line. They said they tried the trip or like you know, yeah. like T.J. Watt. That was bullshit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like. They, they call they call he threw a touchdown to Graham they call it back because again they just fucked them and then on that you know the next play they fucking kill Fields late and then they they settle for a field goal like there's just a lot of really bad officiating in this game you know for the fucking uh, for the Bears 
Like, it just it uh, sucked it, to see. It's one of those things, like, you know, yes, they're not that great, but at the same time, they can't defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers and the refs, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you get like, to see shit like that, honestly. Like, it, it, it's, it's damn near impossible to beat the Steelers, like, in Pittsburgh, unless you're Tom Brady. Right. It's damn near impossible. Like, you know, I like, it's... That's Heinz Field for you, man. That's Heinz Field. But like if I like if I'm Justin Fields, man, I'm keeping my head up. Like this yeah. this kid is gonna be great. If Chicago does right by him, yeah. I like in the arcade said it, I like, you know, in the arcade hates y'all. Because y'all in the division. But man, I like this the mere fact he even got them like back into this game for the, give them a chance to even win. That's that says a whole lot. Oh, yeah. That says a whole lot. So I like the like there is that. You got anything else you no. wanna no, I think, I think that about covers it. That about covers it. So, coming up next, we got our Thug Life moment of the week. And we're going to be putting our spotlight on the Golden State Warriors because they are surprising everybody and handling business. You guys keep a lock on the scoreboard on Anchor. Listening to Podomatic Radio. You're listening to the Scoreboard with your host Michael Hill and Ryan K. Catch them here every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. Something that has to warm up before you use it, sir. How about your wife? This is the Scoreboard Thug Life Moment of the Week. Brought to you by nobody. Because we're on a budget. This is the place where douchebag behavior isn't only welcome, but it's celebrated. Now, here's your host, HBK and the Arcade. What's up, everybody? It's the Thug Life Moment of the Week. And if you out here doing Thug Life shit, we want to hear from you. So in order to get in contact with us, you can hit us up via email at uh, www.scoreboard underscore radio, radio yahoo.com. Or you can hit us up on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash scoreboard 808. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. I'll go first. Uh, my, uh, my Thug Life Moment of the Week... I had one that was a little bit more convoluted, and I was like, nah, we ain't going to be on here, me reading a damn thread, a Twitter thread for eight <laughs> years. I was like, ain't nobody got time for that shit. It ain't that funny. It's funny as hell, but it ain't that funny. So I, I went with this. Was just, this works pretty well, too. This dude said, this dude on Twitter named Rod, uh, his at is thanks Thoth. Uh, he goes, I work with a dude who's definitely slightly autistic. Today, the boss came in and told us one of our co-workers is taking some time off because their spouse had died. Mm-hmm. 
we were all just sitting in there in silence for a minute and then he went my wife in a sad Borat voice (laughs) 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 so just just that that guy that fucking guy man (laughs) my wife so my thug life moment of the week goes like to this guy that's on Instagram. I'm not gonna say his at though, but like you know he sent me like screenshots and everything. So apparently there's like this there's like this blonde head model like you know on Instagram. I like you know he was giving me the premise on all this. Right. Apparently she's like a big Patriot fan, and he was like, dude, for as long he was like, dude, for as long as I've been following this chick, every Sunday, you know what I'm saying, she would be rocking like a page like a like a Tom Brady jersey or like a Julian Edelman jersey or jersey or some shit or some type of Patriot shit. Since Tom left, like you know what I'm saying, he had like you know she hadn't been rocking that shit. So well, like you said, I you said on this Sunday I decided to choose violence. So she posted a picture up there. He said now like and, and I wrote up under it saying, "Yo, I haven't seen you wear a Cam Newton or a Mac Jones jersey. What's up with that?" God <laughs> I was damn. Like, so like you know saying so you're not a Patriot fan no more. <laughs> Dude, surprised his ass didn't catch a block. I think he did got blocked. Yeah, that sounds right. I know I know how these people move. Especially these little influencer motherfuckers. You can't they soft. They Big soft. soft. They soft as hell. They're soft as the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. So and you can't you can't get much softer than that. They 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 soft like Kirk Cousins, bro. I like I laughed my ass off because I like I was sitting there because I I was thinking to myself I think I followed the same chick and I was like you know because she is a, she's a nice looking girl and I like she does wear a lot of Patriot shit but I haven't seen her wear none of that shit since Tom Brady like you know uh, left. He was like he just put her on blast and I'm like yo I noticed you haven't worn a Cam Newton or a Mac Jones jersey. What's up with that? Yeah, man. Y'all like you know, say so you're not a Patriot fan no more with the hashtag bandwagoner? Question mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it, man. That's it. You got. Oh, I, I, I can always get behind somebody getting called out on some shit like that. I love that shit. Hell yeah. I love when people get caught out on their bandwagonisms. I like and the thing is, like, you know, if you're a bandwagon, just say that. I like, you know what I'm saying? Nobody will take you seriously, but you know, you you'll get respected. Yeah, I mean it's like more. I at least like, okay, you know. That's how I get it. I like you ride with whoever, the, the hot hand, I get it. No, but don't sit here and be like, oh, I'm a, I'm, I'm a so-and-so fan. Then as soon as, as soon as like a particular player leave, all of a sudden, oh, I was just like a Brady fan. I like, bitch, just say that. Yep. Just say that. If you want to hide behind Tom Brady, which what most people do, I like, just say that. Yep. My homeboy Anthony, I like, you know, shout out to him. He said, he, he phrased this perfectly. He was like, you know, if that was the case, or like, you know, somebody says, like, are you a, are you a Tampa Bay uh, Bucks fan? He was like, I watch the Bucks because Tom Brady's there. I'm a Tom Brady fan. Not a fan of the Bucks. I watch the Bucks. Right. That, like, that's perfectly. That's acceptable. To that's, me. A, that's acceptable. It's totally acceptable. You know what I'm saying? But something that is acceptable, like, and in, in quite surprising. Ryan, the fucking Golden State Warriors are like seven and two or seven and three, yeah. like right now. Like you got a thing, no Kevin Durant, no Clay Thompson. Well, Kevin Durant plays for like another squad. No Clay Thompson. James Wiseman is out. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like, yep. dude, this team is hitting on all cylinders, and I kind of I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. And this team is young too. So here's the thing, I'm not saying that we need to flat out dismiss this out of hand. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that. 
I'm just going to, I'm going to, before I get into praising what they're doing right, I do need to throw out this disclaimer. They have had a soft ass start of the schedule. Most definitely. So I just, I needed to say that before, before we lose our fucking minds here. Mm Mm-hmm. They, somebody has to play devil's advocate. Somebody, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a little bit. A lot of times, you, you willingly jump on that. Mm. I will do that here today, in this moment. They have played some booty. They've played the Thunder twice. They've played the absolutely trash ass Lakers. Oh, they, what a trash! Yeah, Lakers. they played. They played the booty ass Thunder twice. <laughs> the booty ass. They've played the Pelicans. They played without the three hundred pounds Zion. They played the fucking Kings. <laughs> they and they've played. They played the Clippers without fucking Kawhi. Oh, like you know, no disrespect to my boy Paul George, who now I am. You know what? Paul George is just the shit, and I tip the cap to that man. He's gas. No more. No more. Pandemic. There's no Paul George slander in my world. You get the fuck out of here with that. Paul George is a grown man. Fuck you. So, um, you know. My thing is, before we sit here and we pull out our dicks and circle jerk for the fucking Warriors, let's just r- remind you, hey, they have played some real mediocre-ass teams. Now, granted, they took care of their business, and mm-hmm. that's what you're supposed to do, so they deserve praise for that. Good. That is good for them. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry out here cooking up. Iggy, back with the squad. Feels right. Feels good. You got fucking Gary Payton Jr. That's dope. He's been fucking gas. Fucking Moses Moody's been fucking cool. Like, I fuck with a lot of what, like, they got, they still got, uh, what's his name? Fucking Jordan Poole. So, like, they they got some cool shit going on. They got Andrew Wiggins for no reason. Yeah, so I'm saying Andrew Wiggins is fine. He exists. You know, like, he can weirdly pop off. But he shouldn't be relied on to pop off. Yeah, and with the way that this team has, is heading and they're getting their rebuilding back towards with Clay Thompson coming back, Andrew Wiggins does not have to be relied upon, which is good. Yeah. Because that's how you want your Andrew Wiggins because he is not to be trusted. At all. At fucking all. So, like I said, I like what they've shown so far. You know, their guard play has been really good. Um They've got some pretty good perimeter defenders, obviously with Draymond Green and Iguodala. Um, they are slated to continue. The thing that you should be excited about if you're a Warriors fan is they've gotten off the start, and they are slated to get better because mm-hmm. they will be getting Wiseman back at some point this year. It might it, be a little later. And might be getting Thompson back. They will be getting Clay Thompson back at some point. That's exciting. So, um yeah. I have a question though, because I yeah. know Stephen A. Uh, Stephen A. Smith of all people. You know, I know you don't like to hear that name, me neither. But I like, you know, well, like, like it, it makes sense for like, you know, for this uh, for this segment. He said, uh, like, if if Clay Thompson and James Wiseman can come back and like and be half or maybe seventy five percent of what they were, he said this team could probably contend for a title. Where, how do you feel about that? I'd really have to see it. Uh, yeah, I'd have to see it first. Because, again, I don't really know how James Wiseman's going to trend. I don't know what he's going to look like with all those guys on the floor. I don't know what Clay Thompson's going to look like. So, I'd have to see I, it first. After being gone for two years. Because, I mean, the thing is, Kerr's a great coach. And, you know, Steph's great. Steph is a transcendent player. Um, you know, they have all these 
they they have some nice little pieces um the biggest thing that the warriors have always done very well is chemistry you know because you think back to that team that went one more game like 73 and 9 yeah that team that team's biggest calling card was their chemistry with yeah. each other you know those dudes you know and this was before kevin kevin durant even got there yeah you know that team was an improvement on a championship team already yeah. right and they just were firing on all cylinders, cylinders. so Steve Kerr is the, does a great job of getting that sort of thing figured out. And also, like, you know, what this team has that I like, that, like, you know, probably some of the championship teams, or like the later championship teams with Durant probably didn't have, is death. The first championship team had an ass of death. Right. But you had to get rid of a lot of that to get a player like Kevin Durant. Right. So you lose some of that. But it looks like they're getting some of that back, and that's kind of exciting. Yeah, it is. And, you know, like I said, they're they're just a well-run organization. And, you know, it's exciting to see them kind of getting back to, you know, because, again, they've been down for a few years because of injuries and Durant leaving. Last year was needed, Ryan, because a lot of those young guys got significant minutes because – Steph was gone for like a good like a good portion right. of the year. Right, yeah. I, I mean like, and, Jordan Poole was yeah. very helpful for him. I like, you know, so Draymond was out there, it was like a coach on the a coach on the court and stuff. Like last year was instrumental for a lot of those young guys. Yeah. They to get a lot of a lot of basketball up under them. You know what I'm saying? To get some quality minutes and get some quality time against some quality opponents. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, to get their to get their confidence up so whenever the big guys do come back whenever they're called upon they're not going to be scared at the moment i like you know i know everybody was making fun of them like you know last year and this that and the third but because we watched a couple of warriors games and like and it was not good basketball well no. like not to say the least but like a lot of those guys are young and like they needed that yeah they needed that absolutely absolutely so again you know like i said i think that they're heading in the right direction I think that they have some good pieces and they're pretty fun to watch, you know, and I think that they could they are slated to possibly get better, you know. So it's all right, but as far as like, you know, them being a title contender, I like cuz Steph Curry is Steph Curry. I like in Clay Thompson like you know it's clay thompson like draymond like you know as great as he is he's not what he was i feel like like them being a title contender depends on the development of james wiseman yeah i I feel like he kind of needs to be that guy steph curry is 33 34 you know what i'm saying i feel like if they want to keep this thing going i think james wiseman has to be a key cog and he's he's gonna have to develop into that guy or at least like you know somebody they can go to in pressure situations, right? And 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 he may not be that person. I hope I hope he can he can be that person. We just have to see it. But I feel like like the pundits are like trying to crown them, saying they can go to the ch- uh, win a chip. It's a little bit premature because, like you said earlier, we have to see it. And for me, I'll, it depends on James Wiseman. I like like cuz Draymond isn't what he uh, what he is even though he's still integral to this team. We don't know what Klay Thompson's going to be like after be gone after be, being gone for 2 years. Steph Curry is 33 or 34. He's he's one of those ages. I think it depends on the, the development of James Wiseman. Kind of similar to how DeAndre Ayton had to get over the hump to make a Suns like, you know what I'm saying, a title contender. Right. It's one of those type of things. I like so for me, the like he he's the X factor in all of this. Oh, yeah. Before I can make any any kind of assumption for that, yeah, no, nah. 
I I I, I can agree with that. Um, you know, like I said, I I like I like what this team has, and again, I I do think that they need to figure out. I need they need to figure out who that other guy is going to be, mm-hmm. especially like while you know because that. Right now, it's a one-man show with Steph Curry, mm-hmm. but you know they've they've managed to have enough decent role players and other guys contributing that can score, that can score and can do some other things for you. That it's not so painful, but you know you need to get Clay Thompson back and you need to get James Wiseman in there and you need to see what James Wiseman looks like playing with all of those guys. Yes, we need to see what that looks like too, because you know you don't want to stymie a kid's development mm-hmm. by taking away all of his touches right yeah yeah because james wiseman could be really special for them you know if they develop him correctly and they bring him along and they get him the right sort of touches he could be a bam adebayo ish kind of guy for i like him. And, and the reason why i'm confident in that just because they do move the ball so well yes i like you know steph curry is a willing passer i like you know clay is a willing and the, a lot of this team a lot of the primary ball handlers on this squad are willing passers so i like i feel like james wiseman has no choice but to flourish right you know, so like, so I'm excited about yeah. that. You know, I'm saying if you're a Warriors fan and not a bandwagoner, but a real Warriors fan, you should be excited about some shit that's gonna be that's been going on. Granted, what the arcade said, you guys have had a, a, a soft ass schedule. You know, what I'm saying, but you guys have handled business, and I'm excited to see what you guys are gonna do. Most definitely. Oh yeah. Coming up next, I like your questions are in, and we cannot wait to answer them. You guys keep it locked on the scoreboard on Anchor. Crazy, right? That's a tattoo, though. You want to get that? Hulu has live sports. Really? Yeah, it's in my contract. It's in the contract. Can we at least change the font? If you want to be sued. Well, what if it's coming out of a dragon's mouth? Well, exactly. No dragons, no mouths. None of that. We could do like a tough dolphin splashing yeah, like, out. How large? Uh, yeah. Oh. And how much are they paying you? Get that money. Hulu has live sports. Get that. What's up, guys? You've been listening to The Scoreboard. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash scoreboard 808. And you can also follow HBK and the Arcade on Twitter at DX Heartbreak Kid and Arcade. And remember, you can catch us every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. It's already 110 in the summer. And if it gets one degree hotter, I'm going to kick your ass. Hey guys, it's mail time. 
This is the part of the show where we answer your questions. We usually expect questions like these. Tell me about Spider-Man. Why wasn't Thor in that one? Do you guys think that if MJ hadn't died, he would still be alive today? And these. What the fuck do a mermaid got to do with coffee any motherfucking way? And for the love of God, you spell check. Take it away, fellas. Appreciate it, bro. It's that time. It's mail time. That that time of the show with the arcade and I get to chop it up with you guys. Like it's been a while. It's been about two weeks. So the emails have been flooding in. I like you know. I've been. It's been a while since we flooding through the emails, seeing which questions can make the cut and all that. So we got about five questions a day. So first question comes from Jock from Texas. He'd be like, yo, fellas, how impressed are you that Canelo made history by being the uh, undisputed middleweight champion over the weekend? I mean, it's a big deal. Um, I mean, this is actually a really big weekend for combat sports in general, obviously. Yeah. The UFC, you had the Colby Covington. Uh, Kamaru Usman. Kamaru Usman rematch. Uh, but then, you know, obviously you have, um, you know, you have the Canelo Alvarez fight, which that was a big deal. Um, that was a good fight too. Um, Canelo finally called his ass with a left, and mm-hmm. that's the end of it. So I mean, Canelo's always been a very impressive boxer. He's very clean technically, and he's still got power. And he's one of the bigger names. And he's one of the better pounder for pound fighters. The thing is, you know, um, the only problem with Canelo is the same thing that it has been. You know, I think uh, him testing positive for performance enhancing drugs against triple g against that one fight yeah bad then him getting that fucking draw was embarrassing embarrassing and then you know he beat him pretty comfortably the second fight but at the same time it's like man you know it really shouldn't have went to that yeah you and you tested positive for fucking performance enhancing drugs and you quite frankly lost that first fight yeah so again that's the biggest problem with Canelo Alvarez is like he's I look at him differently and I'm sure a lot of people look at him differently. For 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 me, I like whenever whenever I seen this whenever this question was posed to me, said how impressed was I? I was like, was it a big deal? Yes. I like and was I impressed? No. I like the reason why why I like I'm not impressed because he ducked Andre Ward when he he was in middle heavyweight. Oh yeah, and, that too. And he wasn't trying to do that. He wasn't trying to do none of this history making shit when Andre Ward was a middle heavyweight and he had that title. Yeah, that is true. I like, you know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is. I like, you know, people talk about Floyd Mayweather always ducking people, but he ducked Andre Ward. Triple G ducked Andre Ward too. I like, okay? I like that's just what it is. So is was it a big deal? Like, yeah. But like was I impressed? No. Mm-hmm. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? Because Andre Ward probably would have gave Canelo Alvarez an L. Right. Most definitely. Right. Uh, like, you know, Triple G, no. That's why he didn't want to fight Andre Ward. Yeah, they, they knew. They knew not to go take a fight that would that they would have got their asses handed to them. Um, you know, so, like, for me, like, you know, it was, it was a big deal. I just, just me, like, you know, to me, that's my knock against Canelo. Like, he was in the middleweight division right. when Andre Ward was there. He was going back and forth, and that would have been a bit, uh, that would have been a big money fight, and he wanted no parts of Andre Ward. Yeah. I like, so he wanted to do this after Andre Ward had retired. Exactly. Nah. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, hey, good for him. Good he for him. He did that, but, yeah, I mean, again, 
Canelo's Canelo. Like, you kind of just like, yeah, he's he's fantastic, but, like, whatever. Yes, whatever. I like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he got schooled by old Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. People tend to forget that, you know. So, uh, second question comes from Henry from Georgia. So, yo, guys, I don't have a question. I just want to give props to Mike because I'm a longtime mis- li- listener. Bro, you were the only one that said that my Braves were a World Series team in your MLB preseason preview. I remember calling that. I did tell you that. Yep. Yeah. Yo, I said, you said, you're like Drake, bro. You don't miss. I like you. you no, you said, you're like Miss. I like, you know what I'm saying? You, you, said, you, de- you said, you don't miss, and you didn't miss with that take either. Much love, bros. Much success. Thank you. I mean, yeah, thanks. Uh, Freaking, uh, I mean, nobody's happier. Listen, man. It's the same thing I always say. I I didn't want to. I really didn't want to talk about it until it was real. I said like yeah. that, that. That's why I wasn't too worried about it. I saw this shit happening. Yeah. I called it. I like. I, I remember saying because I I listened to that uh listened to that uh to that show and I was like I did say because we were sitting there talking about it and you was like you probably might not win the division or like something in the playoffs and I was sitting and telling you guys were in the NLCS but like I see a I see a World Series team. Well, here. I mean it's the same thing it always is when you're too close to it you want it too much so yeah. you don't want to as especially with the my history. With that fucking team, you know, and that team being what they were, you know what I mean? So, I wanted it too much. So, yeah. So, your boy don't miss. You're going to listen to me one day. <laughs> I listen to you just fine. <laughs> you and Cody can. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Oh, man. But the Braves had to go show me something. It's a little different, you know what I'm saying? There, there are teams that got to go show you something. People can talk about it all they want. You got to see it. Braves were one of those teams, and I'm glad I got to fucking see it. I got to tell you. Sorry. Um, next question comes from Homer from New Orleans. Says, hey, guys, so I know the NBA season is still young, but are you surprised that the 76ers are in first place in the East despite the whole Ben Simmons drama and him not playing? Yeah, I'm a little surprised at that. Um, but, again, the season's young. I think the team that's been the most impressive to me from the East has been the Heat. Mine has been the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, them too. They're they're that I I I fuck with what the Bulls have going on for sure. But like I said, I think for me personally, the Heat are the most impressive. Uh, for me, I like I it, it surprised me just for the mere fact. I feel like they're always going to be like they're Doc Rivers is your coach. You got a superstar in Joel Embiid. I think they were going to be in the mix. I didn't think they were going to be first place in the East, so that kind of shocked me. Right. Whenever I got this question, I had to sit there and look for myself, and it's still like in a young NBA season. I like it just a prove. It's just a testament to Doc Rivers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? How good of a coach he is, even with all this fucking drama going on. You know what I'm saying? He got his players to lock in and like block out the noise and handle business on the court. Right. Well, I mean, and the thing is, they're still a good team despite not have, like Ben Simmons not being there doesn't really make or break them no because I mean Tobias Harris is good obviously Joel's fucking great Thibel's solid Matisse Thibel's good fucking they have a good roster even without Ben Simmons mm-hmm. so yeah, while it does surprise me a skosh that they're in first it doesn't surprise me to see that they're doing well without him yeah. you know what I mean and the only reason it surprised me to see they're in first is solely because just some of the teams that are out east. You know, I think the Nets are in fucking trouble because 
I'm going to tell you something. The way that the league's being officiated now, James Harden's about to be a much worse player. Oh, yeah, that shit trash. Yeah, you see him already. He's, yeah, he's, he's suffering. <laughs> he is suffering because he can't do that little cheese bullshit he does to draw fouls. So, the, like, where he engages contact and he flips his arms up through the defender, he, that, that shit does not draw fouls anymore, and that's a big part of James Harden's game. And, and I feel like, you know what I'm saying, the refs don't really give him, like, you know what I'm saying, the respect of the respect of those calls. Right, exactly, as they should, and they shouldn't, not at this point. So, you know, like I said, man, you know, so you see the Nets, they're not quite firing off, and then Kyrie's whole thing with COVID or whatever, and not getting vaccinated. Like, oh, like that's a like, whole drama spiel. I saw, and, like, you know what I'm saying, they don't have – like, basically, their team is, like, is old and depleted. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks. I mean, you know, the Bucks are the champs. You got to respect them, but at the same time. They're starting off slow. That's that championship hangover. That's exactly what that is. Um, so, you just have to kind of just let them do what they're doing. You just got to let them. They just got to play their way back into. Yeah. Because because eventually, they're going to get hot. Yeah, exactly. Not like, so then, then everything will be all right in the world. But the, the Bulls look great. Fucking. And, again, you have... Like I said, you have the Heat, who also look great. So, like I said, you have some teams in the East, and considering the teams that are in the East, they look very good, mm-hmm. and they should be happy, all things considered. Yeah, know? most definitely. So, if you're a Philadelphia, a Philadelphia Sixer fan, like you should be very hyped about what's going on. Hopefully, you know Joel Embiid, like you know, gets back gets back on the court healthy. Yeah. Most definitely, because I like I enjoy when Joel Embiid plays. I feel like the league is better when Joel Embiid plays. Oh, I that, agree. That guy is great. Uh, number five from uh, no, not number five. I like this fourth question coming from Dominique from uh, from North Carolina. So, what's up? Uh, what's up, guys? <laughs> what do y'all think about this Aaron Rodgers situation with him being a clown and like you know? Do you guys think it's just him just sticking it to the Packers one more time before he gets the hell up out of here? I think he's just, I think he's just an asshole, and I think that he's a self-serving prick, and I think he's always been a self-serving prick. That's who he is. I mean, dude won't talk to his family. He's an asshole. He does what he wants to do he for himself. Say he didn't talk to his to his family, like especially like his dad, who was like his guy because they didn't like Olivia Munn. They don't even go out no more. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. And he's still like that though. They, um, you know, they just don't fucking. Again, he's he's just an asshole. Like fucking Aaron Rodgers is just an asshole. So the my thing is looking at him being like this, lying about. Cause again, you know, I don't necessarily mind him being vaccinated or unvaccinated. You can have your opinions about that. I'm not gonna get into that because that's just fuck you. I'm not doing that on this fucking show. I don't give. Yeah. I don't. I don't care to do that on this show. Yeah. The, the, what the, I am the, going to say is that is some scuzz bucket slimy shit to act like you're vaccinated, say you're immunized, and uh, perpetrate this con, and then you get tested, or you fucking catch it. You're literally the reason your team lost to the fucking Chiefs in a very winnable game yeah. against the Chiefs team that is fucking struggling. And you're going to miss the next week of football, too. You're literally costing your teammates... Games. Games. Because you're an asshole. Because you don't care. Yeah, because you don't give a fuck. 
So okay, and that's on you. I mean, that's what that's also that that's what you get when you have somebody like that be the face of your franchise. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, I Aaron was like, Rodgers a prick. That's just one of those type of things where you know, what I'm saying, say what you want about Brett Favre. Brett Favre not leaving. Brett Favre not leaving. Like you know, what I'm saying his troops out there. Like you know, what I'm saying if he can play, I like it, 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 He's probably gonna play. Yeah. That's the one thing I can say about Brett Favre. I like you know. He's never, like, if you're a teammate of yours, like, he will never leave you stranding. I like, you know, like, here's how good of a person Brett Favre is. Somebody, like, a like a no-name player, like, you know, had, like, a, um, he had a story about Brett Favre. He's no longer in the league. I like, I, he was one of those guys that was, like, a, he had, like, my, like, he played in the league for, like, maybe two or three years. Right. So, he was, like, I was playing on Brett Favre. He said, this is the type of guy that Brett Favre is. You know, I ended up running the wrong route. And you know what I'm saying? So I get back to the sideline. The coach is just yelling at me. And Brett Favre sees that. He tells the coach, he was like, he tells like the offensive coordinator, like, no, I told him to run that route. And like in the the coach, like the coach just immediately backed off because like, you know, that was Brett Favre and he kind of had free reign to do so. And like he was, he looked at him. He was like, bro, thank you for that. He was like, man, I got you, man. I wasn't gonna let them do I wasn't gonna let them do that to you. That's the type of teammate Brett right. Favre is. Right. Aaron Rodgers not doing that. No. Like I said, like every whenever you hear stories like that, like it makes me think that what the hell Greg Jennings said, like that story about him long ago, about four or five years ago, I feel like that rang true. I feel like it rang true then, but seeing this now, I like yeah. why why would Greg Jennings lie about something like that? The thing is, Aaron Rodgers is every bit as much of a space cadet as Kyrie Irving is. The difference is that it's portrayed differently because Aaron Rodgers knows how to be charming and funny. Yeah. And he knows how to deflect and he says all the right things. Whereas Kyrie don't really give a shit how he sounds. Yeah. Kyrie just is. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers but makes but- to make he he goes out of his way to portray himself a certain way. But Kyrie is actually a good guy though. Also, like how he goes about his business and how he deals with the media, he might be he might be a dick. But from people that actually met him, he was like, dude, Kyrie's a great guy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like, like I said, like you said, it like it's portrayed differently. It is. But yeah, but like my man's a clown. Like this was clown shit. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's something you don't do. Uh, the fifth question comes from Kenny from Cleveland. He said, "What's up, guys?" He said, "Look, he said I'm not the biggest Baker May uh, Baker Mayfield fan, but I, I like. How do you got how do you guys think it's unfair that like he's getting blamed by everybody for the lack of production Odell Beckham I like you know like has had with us or the tenure did not work? Yeah, I think it's unfair as shit. It's unfair as hell. Um, I, I think I, I'm not the biggest Baker Mayfield fan either, but nah. Baker Mayfield had nothing to do with Odell being hurt." No, nah, exactly, and missing all those games because of injury. Um, I will. Well, it's not. It wasn't Baker Mayfield's fault that Odell didn't want to be there in the first place. Right. Um, here's my thing. So, Odell's dad posted this video of Odell, which again, Odell's dad got it from somewhere clearly because yeah. Odell's dad's an old fucking man. So that man ain't got no clue how to edit. He's not tech savvy. He ain't tech savvy like that. So my thing is, there's this video compilation of fucking Odell being wide ass open a lot and Baker not throwing them. So here's the thing. Is that true? Yes. Here's the thing. So how many of those routes that he was running were wrong routes? Because a lot of that is true. He does, he does run his own routes. He he doesn't run. He he runs the wrong routes. 
And the other thing is, the amount of drops he's had over the last couple of seasons is ridiculous. Like, he drops the ball a shit ton. Like, so, my thing is, you got a receiver running wrong routes and dropping balls, then in what fucking world are you, as a fucking quarterback, supposed to be throwing the ball to that guy? This is a guy that runs the wrong routes and drops the ball. Yeah. If he was anyone other than Odell Beckham Jr., he would stay riding pine for that. Or he would got cut. That's what I'm saying. But because of who he was and who he is and the potential of who he could and should be still, that's why they lose their fucking minds about him and they let him just be mediocre. And so my thing is, like I said, there is something there is something to be said about like, hey man, you're um you know you know, he's open. And he is open a lot. Mm-hmm. And that is on Baker for not throwing him the ball and not wanting to look his way. But at the same time, when you got a dude running bad routes and dropping balls, you're not looking his way very much. I saw like you, you don't like you don't have like a you don't have like a trust and like you know what I'm saying like a chemistry with Baker because you you barely be on the field. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the biggest thing, man. So, you know, again, I don't blame fucking Baker Mayfield for not really throwing to him like that. And you got to think, I like, was it Baker Mayfield's fault that whenever you guys were, whenever the, uh, whenever the Brown, whenever Odell was out, the Browns went to the fucking playoffs? Well, like, that was Baker's fault too? Or are we not going to give Baker no credit for that? Right. Right. Exactly. Like, so, so, like, you know, like a Steve Smith, I like, you know, you know, I, I love Steve Smith, but like, you know, what he said about Baker Mayfield was fucking scathing. I like it. It was uncalled for. Well, but here's the thing. That's what Steve Smith's fucking mo is. Yeah. He is a hateful fucking man, and he shits on people, and sometimes it is unwarranted. I'm gonna say this. 95 percent of the time, it's accurate and it's warranted. But in this case, it was unwarranted. In this play case, I think he took it a little too far. But then again, you're talking about a receiver talking about a receiver. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those dudes usually stick up for each other a little bit more. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I get that. But my thing is, like, you know, it, it, if this wasn't happening to any other quarterback, if this was happening to Eli Manning, do you say that? It's just just make it seem like, you know, you're like it, Baker's an easy target. Right. Baker is an easy target. And they got to have a scapegoat for some. It's like people are forgetting the dude's playing with a fucking fractured shoulder. It's not his throwing shoulder. And he's playing through it. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Like, you know, like I said, I'm not the biggest Baker Mayfield fan in the world. I think he's a little bit above average. But at the same time, I like, you know, the dude can win. The dude can play in this league. Yes. I like, he can most certainly play in this league. I like, you know, he's proved it. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, well, when is when is when are you guys going to put Odell under the fire and have him be accountable? Right. I like, you know, it seems like nobody ever has Odell ac- accountable ever. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, and they and they say like you know he's kind of a diva and he's kind of a malcontent. You know, what if he was? He said he wanted to go to a contender. So let's say if he was to go to the Tampa Bay Bucks where they're already loaded and he's not getting passes thrown his way. I like what you like. You gonna cry? You, you can't yeah. cry then too. You got Tom Brady. Yeah. You gotta put. You gotta shut up at that point. Right. So it's like, what are you gonna do? He's gonna be on waiver wires. I like. I want to say tomorrow. Like yep. somebody's probably gonna pick him up tomorrow. 
Yep. I like I don't know where the fuck he's gonna go, but yeah, I like usually I'm all for the Baker Mayfield slander, but on this on this on this on this topic, I like I think you guys are going a little bit too far and you know you guys are reaching. You guys are you guys are like are not putting the blame where it should be. You know, this is a grown ass man. Yep. I like, you know, he needs a, he needs to take accountability. I said you can blame a little bit on Baker, but most of the time I like, you know, you the best availability uh, the best ability is availability. It, you know what I'm saying? If you're not available, you're not reliable. And you know, if you're not reliable, how can you expect your quarterback to trust you? Yep. It's that easy. It's that easy, man. It's that easy. Well, that's the end of our show. Um, so we got AEW this week. Uh, I want to say uh, AEW pay-per-view is going to be this weekend. So we got basketball. We got football. Uh, hockey's going on. Just a lot of lot of cool shit going on. Uh, is there anything else like you got to say? Go like, again, congratulations on thank you on like on winning the World Series. You know what I'm saying? Or, like we'll be back. Also, like remember, guys, we got next week's show. Then we're gonna be on Thanksgiving break. Then after we get back from Thanksgiving break, we probably got two more shows before we go on Christmas break. So it's getting around the holiday time and I'm getting excited. You know what I'm saying? You'd like to catch a little bit of a break. So yeah, you guys, thank you for listening. So we're going to be back better than ever next week. Peace out. Later, guys.